Feel This with Frank and Jess. Welcome to Feel This, a series of experiential conversations between me, Jessica Olber-Singleton, and Frank D'Amato, where we explore trauma, healing, and awakening through the lens of relationship. Hello, welcome to Feel This with Jess and Frank. Welcome, Jess. Thank you. Happy to be here. Welcome to you, dear listener. Welcome to you, listeners. So glad you're here. Let's get right into it today. We'll start as we routinely start here. Just bringing awareness to our present moment experience. So wherever you're finding yourself in this moment, person, play on this podcast, whatever you find yourself doing right now, simply becoming aware of your experience of being. You could start by noticing that experience of being through our senses, through our sense of sight, with eyes opened or eyes closed. Taking in the experience of vision. Nothing to do with it. Just to notice. Taking the experience of sound, hearing, Feeling vibration touching your ear. Experiencing your sense of smell and taste. And becoming aware of our physical body. A sense of our body in space. Proprioception. Also noticing our interioception inside our body. Letting your awareness sit in the belly. Letting your awareness sit in your heart. I want to invite in some words that we're coming to me recently, which is around self-consciousness. It came clear to me in a moment that when we become, quote-unquote, self-conscious, when we become aware of ourselves, how we respond 
to ourselves in that moment is really, really important. This moment where something happens and we suddenly become aware of, oh, me, how am I showing up in the world? How are people perceiving me? What's happening? This thing we call self-conscious. And, and it often starts out with a maybe kind of a cringe feeling like, ooh, sometimes we become self-aware in that way. And that moment is a really powerful moment. We become aware of ourselves. How do we treat ourselves in that moment? Sense and clarity and experience has shown me if I learn over practice, over time, with various tools, to be really kind and compassionate to myself, caring, loving, accepting in myself, in those moments, that makes all of the difference in the world. And that's simply my intention. I may be able to do it better some days than others, but my intention is when I become aware of myself, to pause, to consciously be as compassionate and loving, non-judgmental, caring towards myself as possible. And there's been this kind of voice in my head of weight that's been saying, yeah, it, because if you don't do it, Frank, if you don't, you can't, how could you expect others to do it for you? If, if you can't be kind to yourself, it's kind of a big ask to ask others to be kind to you when you can't do it for yourself. Just kind of starting with that, like, I just need to be here with myself. And also, I'm the person who's going to be closest to me. I'm the person who is the most intimate with my own experience. So my own presence, compassion, kindness to myself is the most valuable form. Presence and compassion and care. And those windows, those moments where we become aware of ourselves, and it may not feel good in the instant, but that moment is a window of opportunity. Okay. It was, I felt a little bit more like a, a teaching than a, a meditation, started a meditation and I kind of rolled into that, but it felt really good. And I have some experiences from last night that were resonating around that, that where that came from, but I'll pause and see what's coming up in you, Jess. And... Yeah, let's see here. It's been a really rich few days. And so right now I have lots of thoughts and ideas, like things to share toys that I've brought to the party is what it feels like. And I can't, I can't like offer them all simultaneously. So some discernment is needed. Let's start with how I'm feeling. I'm feeling... Kind of like I have needed some downtime that I haven't had. Like I've like a little bit of go, go, go. And I think something in me is sort of bringing forward these ideas and thoughts as a way to keep the energy going in the system. Yeah. So I'll just 
Mm, that wasn't a whole lot, but I'll, I'll pause there for a second and see if I can collect some thoughts and see if anything's coming up for you. Mm, yeah, let's see what's coming up. After I finished speaking, I was curious about my mind kind of continued. Unfortunately, I wasn't doing great listening the first half of what you were sharing. <laughs> my mind was kind of busy, cloudy going, oh yeah, wait, what did we experience from last night? So they were kind of, there was a little bit of going over that in my mind in the first part. And, and then when I heard you say that you, your mind is wanting to keep up this energy and maybe drive some content things to kind of keep this kind of excitement thing going. And I, I heard that it impacted me. I, I noticed I paused. I became really curious about that for you. Maybe empathy where I could even imagine those parts of me too. And like, oh, this idea, that idea. And that almost could sometimes feel a little bit like what's that the road runner when he's got keeps running or, and then he realizes the ground's on him. So the, the parts are like, I've got to keep the, I've got to keep the thoughts going. Cause if I stop with you know, whether they, they, they perceive they're going to fall and maybe it feels like they will, or maybe they will. So there's curiosity there. I really appreciate the reflection on your part though. And you're just, you're naming that and like wanting to pause with that. My system that really craves depth really appreciates that. And so I'll, I'll pause there. Yeah. I appreciate your response because as you were saying that it's like, oh yeah, I, I had the awareness, it came without a lot of, it didn't, it, there was no judgment. There wasn't a whole lot of excitement, you know, it was kind of neutral. It was like, oh, and then I, I felt as you, as you responded, like, Hey, that's pretty freaking cool. And as you said it, it did bring something up that has been like, as you were talking us through the settling in the meditation. I have been having some really positive growth around my nervous system and healing my nervous system, specifically the, the sort of vigilant pay attention, don't miss anything. And, you know, this is something I've been healing for a long time and it's something that I'm kind of understanding from within my body as physical sensation. And I had an experience maybe a month or two ago where after like the day after I had done some good nervous system work, I, I, I was like, I want to meditate. And I sat down and right now I'm thinking of these words you used in our last episode that you described the great peace. It was like, I sat down to meditate and I just, what for me was happening in that moment was this feeling of home. And I was like, this is where I live, like with my eyes closed, my sensations, my thoughts, 
my proprioception, like all of it, it was like, this is home. This is where I live. This is, and that feels resonant now as I'm saying it to <clears throat> coughing. <clears throat> um, it feels relevant to, hold on, now I gotta remember what it feels relevant to. This is, this is what happens when the brain is a little bit, but I, this does feel really present to me right now. So during the meditation, you spoke about at the end there, you spoke about this thought that comes up in your mind of if you don't do this, who will? And there was something about that that felt resonant to this idea of home. I have my eyes closed, I'm meditating, I'm feeling at home in my body. I'm not feeling this sort of intense nervous system energy I'm normally almost constantly dealing with that feels like almost like too much electricity in the system. It's uncomfortable, it's it's overstimulating, it's like open your eyes, go do something, what was that noise? All those kind of things. And it was a really powerful experience. And when I was just thinking now about this idea of the great peace, when I am not in that space in my nervous system where I feel at home, the idea of something peaceful or the idea of presence as a concept that has actual meaning, you know, not just as it doesn't feel abstract, but it feels meaningful. I don't have access to that when my nervous system is buzzing and a little things are turned up at too high a volume internally. I just want to get away from that because it's so uncomfortable. And the process of healing my nervous system, maybe this is universal, maybe this is just me. It's like titrating off some sort of like addiction. Because as I start to feel safer and calmer, these brain nervous system parts of me that are afraid something bad is gonna happen if I'm not paying attention, will kind of double down in these very kind of odd moments. And, and I know this about myself now that when I'm going through a period of healing my nervous system, and kind of entering into a new level of calm, that something in me is going to try and pull me out of it. And that it's, a, it's a, an acclimation process. And I don't know that anyone has ever you know, describe that to me. It's almost like, well, everybody wants to feel more peaceful. Why am I re-energizing my system? Why am I sticking my finger in the light socket again? But I can see why. So, so anyway, that took a lot to get out. Good luck with the editing, but I see your smile. So I'm curious what's coming up for you. I feel really bright, kind of excited. My mind is connecting what you're sharing to where I've been, which has been the last 10 days, a lot, but particularly the last 10 days or so, really abiding in my identity as my awareness, not as my thoughts, not as my story of myself, not of any egoistic sense of I am Frank, but in the, the narrative form of Frank, but simply the light of my being and that awareness coming to me 
in these moments I was talking about in the meditation when I begin to feel self-conscious. And then I suddenly take a moment and I turn completely within and I completely let the the outside world go and I focus within and then I become aware that I am aware in this moment still, even as I'm feeling uncomfortable, maybe self-critical, shame, I am aware that and that is the home base. I am home. I am always home as I am aware in every moment, regardless of what the content of that moment is. And I've been more and more abiding in that space, more regularly, more and more able to turn to that space when I'm triggered, as I'm triggered. And the connection, it, it, it feels very resonant. I'm struggling to put the words on it a little bit, but it's that connection to home when you're talking about home. That's the self sense of like, oh, wait, I'm home. And the home is simply for me being aware, my awareness, and my awareness, aware of my own awareness, and aware of myself as awareness in a completely egoless state, just the awareness of I, I am a, present to this moment. That is who I am. And that home and being able to return to that home more and more to be able to identify when those feelings are coming up, those feelings are not me. They're part of me. They're, they're part of my experience in this moment, but they arise and they fall. They don't stay. Even this, you know, the narrative of me that's coming up in that self-conscious moment, I'm too much. I'm, I'm socially awkward. I'm, I'm, you know, I make people, you know, all these shame-based narratives from trauma. Those are not me because they're arising. They weren't here a minute ago, but I was here. <laughs> they're here now. They're not going to be here another 10 minutes, you know, a few minutes is going to be gone too, but I'll still be here. And what's, who is the I, what is who, what is the I? It is simply the light of being that's here right now. And it's a, I'm saying a lot, but I'm a little parts of throwing things on. It's a little tricky too, because that moment can be a very bypass moment. A, there's an opportunity to bypass because I'm like, oh, look at all that shame. That's not me. And I could disidentify from that shame. Oh, those are just thoughts. That's not me. Great. That's good. But then I'm going to skate on, you know, I'm just going to move on from that. And that's not necessarily bad in of self, but if there's things that are coming up over and over, I could be leaving that on the table in terms of my own healing. And it makes it more difficult to access that truer self as those things are coming up. So I really want to turn towards that and include that in my experience and care for that. And that's that moment. Okay, now I see that. I realize that that's not all of me. That's not the core me. It is part of my embodied psychological experience, emotional experience. It, parts of me are having these feelings and shame and fear, and I want to attend to them. I've said a lot. I'll pause and see what's coming up for you. Yeah, so um, I'm feeling excited and kind of bubbly now and like a little kid in me is like clapping their hands and it's like now we've got it now we've got a thread you know like let's do this like just excited about like where this is going so as you were saying 
at first you said, you know, I can't remember what you named, but uh, a shame, uh, a thought, you know, you said, that's not me. I'm, you know, and it, or whatever the words were, I, you know, that was the idea. And something in me, in me said, but, you know, a little bit of a, but right for a moment. And then as I listened and, and I kept, it, it wasn't like, oh, you're wrong. It was more like, wait, is that right? As I listened, the way I saw it was that thought, that feeling is as much you as your hair or your body, like all of it is an opportunity in, you know, it's like the, the very personal version of home here on this earth, that this awareness lives within this body. And in my opinion and in my way of seeing awareness and love are the same thing. Like it is all, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's love moving through us and into the world. And I can take care of my body with love. I can take care of my mind with thoughts of love and I can, you know, take care of the feeling of fear or shame that comes up with a response that is loving and caring. What then happened kind of in my mind as I sort of was interpreting what you were saying like that and, you know, seeing it through that lens was this sort of excitement. So something I said before we started recording was the idea of like, maybe I could talk about tarot cards. I was feeling some excitement around that. And what I connected to my approach to tarot cards, because before I pull cards for you, it's like, I don't even know if you want me to pull cards for you. I don't even know, you know, like there's a part of me that's like, maybe there's some things to talk about if we ever did that before we got to that point, that might be interesting as a part of, you know, what we're recording here. And I've been thinking, I've been doing more readings for people and my approach is not one of fortune telling. It's not one of uh, sitting up on some sort of pedestal and, and telling people what's happening for them. It's that these cards are symbols that speak to us from the place of love and like our, our soul or our spirit or however you might term that. And our, our brains and our nervous systems are kind of designed in my opinion to keep us alive to keep the body alive that's their you know the primary goal and that a lot of that ends up a lot of what happens in the nervous system and in the brain can be fear-based there's a lot of things that can look threatening and feel threatening and that the cards speak to and about the soul is here in this body our awareness is here in this body to have an adventure, to have a life, to try things, to learn things, to experience things. And that my sort of goal in pulling cards for people, especially it's especially, I think, you know, most people are not as connected to who they are beyond their thoughts. And so these cards are kind of one way to 
to let people have an experience of who they are in this adventure called life that is not just a brain trying to manage control and, you know, keep ourselves, you know, keep, keep safe. So anyway, all of that just kind of bubbled up as you were talking. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh, so exciting. It felt really exciting inside of me that I could see those connections and yeah. I'm sure there was a lot more, but I'll pause. Yeah. I, I feel some excitement, especially bubbling up at the end. I don't know what it was about what you said, but I was picturing as you were talking about what the cards can do in a certain way. I was picturing my perception and seeing, I was kind of seeing a brain. And as it looks at the cards, you know, all our pattern making is happening and we are. It's almost like we have a cl imagining a closed system, which it's not entirely, but imagine we have this closed system of our brain, of our own patterns, our own meetings, and, and how we're seeing the world. We're actually looking out through these screens of many, most of which are quite implicit. We're, we're seeing through screens that we're not even aware that we're screening, and we have all these implicit meanings and how we're interpreting. And here comes this image and we are moving into a state of opening so we're taking this image in and it is coming into the system and our own pattern making is meeting that image and finding a way to sort of open up to take it in and that i just kind of see that happening and almost like a closed system with this new kind of and somehow they meet and then i could see this the molecules in the brain i was seeing it start to rearrange you know almost around the image and kind of reform itself with that image in it and then seeing itself in new facets and perspectives and it growing in that and the infinite the infinite quality to me i think about the infinite nature of the basis of the universe a bit that comes up a lot and one thing is about space and that space has this infinite capacity for all of life to to hold all of life in space that's amazing to me but then also infinite perspectives that perspective is also infinite that if we turn to another space is infinite and so if we are turning we have different we can move to a different space and to have a completely different perspective from every new point of space and so that is also infinite. And so to me, I find it quite dazzling to, to, to take on perspectives and to look through the world through various lenses and perspectives. And so that bringing that bridge of the, of the card into the system of the mind with its own patterns and meanings and then opening up one new facet of perspective inside of an infinite it, it, amount of perspective kind of also brings some of that new life it's rejuvenating I'll, I'll pause there but that that's what was coming to mind and i felt kind of excited about having that experience of okay let this image come in and let it rearrange <laughs> what's happening in my system and, and explore that some curiosity about that what it's what that would be like for you too yeah yeah i 
really resonate and feel joyful hearing this is one of my favorite things is to one of my sort of go-tos for growth is trying on different perspectives, looking at the world through a different lens and following what resonates. And, and we, you know, last we, you and I listened to the last bit of our last episode and we talked about, you talked about tools and perspectives can be tools, you know, just looking at the world in a, in a different way and, seeing how everything looks a little bit different. And adjacently, what I was thinking of as you were, as you were speaking was a lot of people for all kinds of reasons have some sort of the fears or concerns or like some boundaries within themselves around this idea of having cards pulled. And there is a certain like vulnerability because who knows what cards are going to be pulled and what the other person is going to say. And it just suddenly made me curious. Some people are like, you, you read tarot cards. Yes, please. Right. They just like jump forward. They're like all about it. And I've, I've never felt that particular energy from you. And so I was wondering if, if you have any awareness and could speak to any sort of, I don't know, some part of me, even though part of me is like, don't ask, (laughs) but like, I would be curious to hear of res yeah resistance or concern or something yeah, like that resistance which and I was feeling into it. It's not feeling strong now, but earlier I was getting a whiff of it, and and it's been stronger in the past. I'm trying to get a sense of what it's like, but it's almost like it's the resistance to something that feels tool-y now. Like when things feel like too much of a a structured process in some way, then I begin to feel in my inner experience of it, mm, like this should energy, like I should be, like somehow it's it's, it's difficult for me to just drop into my experience. I'm very conscious of, oh, we're doing a thing and something it feels like to some part of me, something is expected of me to Mm -hmm. do that thing in a certain way. And just that like veil over it is enough to trigger my nervous system into a kind of skepticism or an aloofness that in which then I'm not fully in. And then it makes it even more challenging to have an experience because I'm a little bit removed from it. I'm a little like, okay, I'm not sure. And then I, there could be a part that almost feels like I'm quote unquote failing at it because I'm not being a good, you know, receptor of it. Uh, So there could be many different parts like that, that could come up. And I, I can close my eyes and imagine, like, as we talk about doing the cards, I can imagine into myself, really feeling like that as we're pulling and feeling like, you know, like one foot in, but one part's having feelings and processing and then maybe even caretakers parts for you. Like, oh, I don't want just to feel disappointed. And so then there's a little pressure to, so there's a lot of like little stuff like that. Then that would be the kind of hesitation for me. I think again, I don't have that now. I have 
I would say that's 10% of my energy, that, that awareness. And even if that shows up, I feel like super curious to speak for that and explore that together and trusting that that would be fine. Even if you had parts that were a little disappointed or something, if that did come up and, and sort of quote unquote took over my experience, if that was a larger part of my experience, but I have no, in this moment, fear of any of that, whether that happens or it doesn't happen. I don't have any concern about that necessarily. I, trust that we would stay home with each other and with ourselves and have still have an amazing podcast, probably even having a more an amazing podcast because of, because of that, because it would make it very interesting if we had parts that were, you know, triggered with each other and eh, I'm not getting it and Frank's not getting it. I'm disappointed. And I feel, I feel things cause you feel things that could be. Yes. <laughs> I liked when you said stay home, we could stay home, <laughs> but you're talking about like stay in ourselves. Then I was imagining our two houses sitting next to each other and us kind of yelling out the windows to each other about what's going on. I, I know this is going back just a touch, but I'm wondering if you have any connection to it, how it felt for me to ask you about your hesitancies or your, you know, to invite that into this space. Felt. Exciting, enlivening, trustworthy, trust building, trust. I'm not sure exactly what the word is, but I feel trusting that your invitation for me to share that is a signal of safety to me in my nervous system. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Curious about why you asked. Well, I think, why did I ask? Let's see, how about rather than thinking, let me. It's, it's, a, it's a high priority for me to create safety in this space of pulling cards. And what I have learned is that I have parts that really want you, to, you, you, Frank, you, whoever I'm pulling for, right? to feel safe enough to drop in, right? And to be just present and not feel like they have to be a good student, which is what, when you were describing it, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, it's like that student energy, the pass fail, the do it right. And then it's hard to just be with the experience of it. And I have parts that really want to create safety, but they can do it in a sort of a way of kind of controlling my experience, right? I wanna create safety for you so I can have the experience that I wanna have. And I had awareness of that. And when I asked you the question, it was with a sense inside myself that if that was present, that that's what we would talk about. You know, it's like almost, it doesn't matter if we get to the cards or not. I was legitimately curious and I felt very grateful for you to, to talk about that. And not to say that that's what comes up for everyone who feels resistance, you know, there's all kinds of ways in which resistance can show up. And for example, Greg does not like me to pull cards for him. And when I really get excited about it and I really, and I've given up, but I've never quite gotten <laughs> to where I'm like, I have actually, I shouldn't get myself too hard a time, but I have been curious and he has told me, but I still feel grumpy about it. <laughs> Whereas with you, I was like, 
I, you know, I just felt like you said, like very open, like what I picture as an open hand, you know, like I'm not grasping onto what the situation is going to end up being. And so when you said it feels like it creates a sense of safety here or trust or something, I was like, you know, I think that was my hope and that it, that it felt good. So it's kind of like, I know what's happening inside of me and I know I have these parts that can be kind of manipulative and they weren't present. And so there's something really positive in my system for hearing the feedback for you of how the question landed. That feels, that feels good. That feels joyful. So in this moment, I'm aware of things I wrote down going back to the few minutes ago. We were talking about tools, we were talking about perspective shifting and a couple of key moments in my own healing path came clear to me. And one of them was very much around perspective shifting. So that's in my mind, I wrote it down earlier and now I'm aware we're also on the precipice of pulling a card and that could take us away from that and so I'm like, oh, it seems like a a path choice moment. Not sure that it is, but that's I'm seeing like, oh, do we talk about this or do we continue that? Or is there a place for both? Or what is that? So mm-hmm. I'm just not there, but that's just what I'm holding in this moment. Yeah. What's coming to me right now, this is something I've been playing with a little bit more lately, is like it used to be when I would read for someone, I would be like, you know, do you have a question or I have a, I have sort of a standard pull of four cards and I can talk about what those are happily. And I usually do that standard pull, but I do it in tandem with whatever the person's talking about. So it might be that rather than, than sort of saying, let's do this. It's kind of like, this is kind of what's going on right now in my life. And then we pull cards and those cards speak to that subject and maybe give it a little bit of, of depth or a different perspective. And so right now I'm like, Hey, if, if you've got something that you want to bring and sort of just unpack it a little bit here, and then I could pull a card and talk about what the card says and we can see how it's related to that thing. If at all. Yeah. So my experience, my authentic experience hearing that, at first, I noticed that hesitation come up and I could slow, like slow it down. I, I started to imagine, I like, guess it came up when you said, normally I pick four cards and I immediately felt that hesitation start to come in and the little, like the pulling back, like my nervous system, like tensed up a little, almost like wanting to pull back in the seat and it clarified. Earlier, I got clarified when you said you want to be the good student. That's not what it is for me. It's more like a a resistance to being the subject. Like, I'm going to be pulled. I'm, it's basically like, oh, I'm the object in this little experiment. And so, okay, now I pull the four, you know, like I'm being processed. Like I'm being put on the conveyor belt and like chopped up or, you know, and all of a sudden my nervous system's like, well, I'm, something like it, it feels not as it feels depersonalized in a way not that it, 
these are not judgments. This is just in the moment in my mind, what it feels like, what I imagine depersonalized a little bit. I, yeah, like I'm being thrown these questions almost like, yeah, depersonalized, depersonalized feels the, the most accurate, even though that doesn't, I understand this is a projection. As I say, it, it doesn't feel true to me, but when I imagine in that moment, in that trigger hesitation, that's the, that's the picture and narrative that comes up. That was small, wasn't super strong, but I noticed it. And then there was a, again, the more of this excitement started to come in, in the, as you described the openness around how to, like, here's what, you know, here's what's going on for me right now. And all of a sudden there was just like, oh, that's really cool they felt there was this like excitement about which thing do we want to talk about? There was like, there is the, the, I would say probably the biggest thing in the last couple of weeks that I mentioned earlier is this much more deeper residing in my, my identity as my aware presence, not as the content of my, any parts or ego of mine, even though that's, those are part of me. That's part of my emotional, psychological body. That is not the deepest me. Re residing in that, living in that, what does that mean for me as I live into that more? What does that mean for me in practical terms of my life? Does it mean anything? What does it mean? <laughs> and yeah, so I'll, I'll just name that as a something i'm that that would be one area and that might be the biggest one. That's why i probably named it first there's some there's a bunch around music that's really exciting my life around music and where that is then there's some of these things that come up say while i'm out because i went out to karaoke last night so there are these like these moments that feels important to me too, to connect to these moments where I can experience something that feels like self-consciousness and then stay at home with myself and care and nurture for myself. And here, maybe nurturing some of those parts that come up in those spaces, getting a little bit more time with them, or maybe reflecting, getting to know them through the cards in some way. Thank you for listening to part one of this episode. We will be back next Sunday with part two. Bye, y'all.